This is the MIBTOnline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at MIBTOnline.com. Now, here's the show. Well, hello, everyone. Tim Kiefer, MIBTOnline.com with you again tonight. Uh, We're actually streaming this on YouTube as well as our internal stream. So hopefully our internal stream is working. If it's not working, uh, this is the cue for Robert to tell everybody to go to YouTube because uh, at first it didn't want to stream, but it's showing it's streaming now. So um, hopefully we are streaming on our internal stream here at MIBTOnline.com. But if not, we're on YouTube. So go check us out on YouTube. And that's always where we go for our backup stream, which is great to have that in case these things happen. So I want to welcome everybody uh, in tonight uh, here for MIBTOnline.com. This is uh, our, our weekly meeting that we've been doing. Now, this is the one that where I'm going to be kind of running the show. Uh, give Alex the night off. Uh, hopefully, we'll, everything will go smoothly. And we'll just see kind of what happens here and go from there because ultimately... In the end, we're just here to learn football and get better as officials, whether we're working or not. I think the majority of the country is actually going to be working now. You know, in Illinois, we're not. Uh, they're not working. or you know, Obviously, we're not working on the West Coast either. So just uh, if you're out there working, congratulations. I hope it's going well. You know, we've we got some people who have been working. Stan is, is one of us. We'll, t- we'll get to Stan here in a moment. So let's kind of get to uh, our, our meeting tonight. So... The title of our meeting tonight is the presidential debate. I don't know how many people watched that debacle last night, but you'll see why here in a moment, why we're naming it. So meeting for the September 30th, we're, you know, our announcements, we always do those. We got to play of the week about reset the clock, uh, discussion plays, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to just talk some plays that were sent in. We'll have the play of the week for this week, the call in question line. Hopefully that'll work. And then uh, that'll be that. So, I always do these announcements. I just, it's just a reminder, you know, just to remind everybody that this is what's out there. Podcast will be up tomorrow. Facebook page, Twitter, YouTube, apparel and gear. Go get your apparel and gear. Support our great uh, association. Go out there and let everybody know that you're a member of MIBT. We got this great new stuff, thanks to Robert. So uh, go get that when you get a chance. Now, the other thing is for all you basketball officials, We are starting our basketball meetings this Sunday, 7 p.m. Central, right here. It's going to be free. So this one will be on YouTube. This one will be on Facebook. This one's going to be here internally as well. If you are a basketball official or you know basketball officials, please send, uh, you know, share this. This is 100% free, a free preview, so everybody can see what we're doing. We're going to try to do the same thing we do for our basketball officials as we do for our football officials. So that should be a lot of fun. So. Like I said, go and, go and share that and let everybody know that that is out there. All right, so now it's on to our play of the week. But before we go to the play of the week, you know, we always like to bring in the panel and you know, see who's, who's out there. So let's bring in the panel right now and hopefully uh, everybody will be ready to go. Let's see, we're going to start out. I think I got Bill Lamagne up first. Bill, how are you doing today? Can't hear you, Bill. Can't hear Bill. Oh, I know why, Bill. It's my fault. I have to turn you on, Bill. Here we go. Bill, that was my fault. That wasn't your fault. How are you doing today, Bill? Oh, it was probably both our faults because I was muted here too. But um, 
uh, it's great to be here. It's Wednesday night, so uh, chance to talk some football again. Well, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you're here too, Bill, as as usual. And we're going to bring in Stan. Stan is with us. So Stan, how? Uh oh, uh oh, I'm seeing something that, that's going to you're going to see this. Uh oh, there's Stan. He's got a he's got the the Stan look. How about it, Stan? We're going to get to that later. But how are you doing today, Stan? Well, I'm um, I'm fine. We're um, we are enjoying some nice fall weather here in Alabama. It, uh, my game Friday night is supposed to be at 65 degrees at kickoff. So looking forward to that. Well, that that should be pretty nice for you. Uh, 65. Going to bring in Mike Billica. Mike, how you doing today? How's it going, Mike? I'm doing real well. It's um, it's still uh, the flag football variant for high school football, but um, you know, at least we're out there with the whistles and the uniforms on. Huh. Well, yeah, that's always nice be, to, to get out there and do something. And last but not least, Robert Yabara. Robert, are we streaming somewhere? Hopefully. Yeah, we're streaming everywhere. We're live, Tim. Uh, excellent job in the room. You're uh, med- or manning the command center extremely well. Look forward to a d- wonderful discussion tonight with everyone. Thank you. Yeah, me too, Robert. Thanks for thanks for the uh, the the vote of confidence there, as they say. So, um, well, we're gonna go to uh, our play of the week for this week, and we're gonna we're gonna run it through. I'm gonna play it for everybody so they can be reminded as to exactly what it was. So here we go. This was a we had the poll question about you know what to do with the ball when the time is running out, and you know here it is. You see what happens? Time's running out. The ball tries to get back in to play, and, you know, uh-oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then time runs out. Okay, and that's it. That's it. Game over. Halftime doesn't matter. So here's the results. This was the poll from this week, and here are the results. So if the ball was unable to be spotted due to official throwing error, do we stop the clock and put time back? 65% yes, 35% no. And here were some of the comments that uh, came through. Glenn N., don't penalize the team for poor officiating mechanics. Uh, Jimmy, if we put time, uh, or if we, if we put a team at a disadvantage, take officials' time out, put time on the game clock, and start on the ready for play. Mike B., well, that's our Mike, said if it's clearly due to the officials here, then yes, put time back on, wind on the ready. And Steve R., it depends. If R. thinks... That A could have reasonably gotten one more playoff, then yes. If not, then no. I would lean, this is a good one. I would lean towards no in this case. Either way, 50% will be mad at you. Remember that. That's always our fun one. No matter what, 50% will be mad at us. So here's the play breakdown. Now, before we do the play breakdown, I'm going to I'm gonna play something for everybody because this is a uh, an outtake from Bill Amanye's best practices of of high school football officiating that did not make the cut this year. And it is in regard to this play. Now, I didn't think Bill was going to be here tonight, so this was going to be kind of Bill's Bill's, uh, performance. And, you know, I talk about presidential debates. There's a reason why this didn't make the cut, but I'm telling you, maybe it should have made the cut. I've been waiting to play this. So this is our discussion, myself and Bill's discussion, Oh, a few months back about this play. We're going to let this play out now. Bill, we've got Bill here to talk about it and everybody else. And we'll get back and we'll, we'll run around. So here is that discussion right now. Let's, let's, as they say, let's roll the tape. 
the clock's running down at the end of the half, and there's only a few seconds left when number 11 catches the ball, and he's brought down short of the line to gain and inbounds. Number 11 jumps up and throws an errant pass that bounces past the umpire, and before the umpire can get the ball, time expires. Should we stop the clock to set the ball? Well, in this play, it's nothing that we did. This player threw the ball past the umpire, and it goes on that player for not bringing the ball to the umpire or bringing it to an official. We see our line judge, and you know he's emphatically saying the ball is inbounds and rolling the clock. I don't know if he needs to roll the clock this emphatically. He's going to lose his arm if he continues to do it this way. I mean, I think we, we just want to be controlled, and I think it's a good ruling, but ultimately, because the player is the one who causes the ball to go errant, we're not responsible here. Well, that's going to force me to ask you this question. Are you implying that if, it would have, if, the, ump, if the ball would have been flipped in by one official to another and mishandled or bounced off a player because of my errant throw as an official, you'd stop it and It's reset? possible, but we shouldn't do that. That's the point. In a situation like that, we shouldn't be throwing the ball. If I'm throwing the ball, and as an official, I'm the one who causes the ball to not be put in play to give the offense an opportunity to snap it, how could I not? give them another play. I'm the one at fault. That's why we teach and we talk about don't throw the ball in a situation like this. This is sideline to sideline. We're not tossing the ball. We're handing off the ball so we don't have that situation. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not convinced. I, I know we're in the middle of one here. But I'm, not, I'm not convinced. I mean, I'm going to go back and take that play that was in the bowl game. I mean, even though we're not doing this for this. But he takes and flips the ball to the center judge, and, it, and a defender who's just walking back to his side of the line of scrimmage, it bounces off his helmet. Now, that wasn't a defender. He didn't do anything overt to, to interrupt but the play or delay. Who, who did it? The, the guy by tossing Well, wait a second. So now you're going to do, give, him a, give him more time, stop the clock, let me ask and you, I'm the defense. Me, I didn't do anything wrong. Let me ask you this. If I, as the line judge or headlinesman or umpire, hand off that ball hand-to-hand -hand and put the ball down, and they would have had a chance to get a playoff because we're doing our mechanics correctly, how can we not give them a play if we're doing our mechanics incorrectly? We, if we were going to give them a new 25-second clock, we, might not, we wouldn't be stopping the game clock. We'd just be pumping up a new 25. It, but I, if it's something that we did, okay. if it's something we did, I mean, if we did everything correctly, so now I'm going to hand you the ball, and now a defender bumps us inadvertently and the ball falls down, that's different. We're following our mechanics. But if I'm tossing a ball, which I shouldn't be tossing in that situation. All I'm going to tell you is, is that the game ended, the one team was in an uproar because they couldn't get another playoff. And it was over. Redding supported the, that the game was over. He has to support it. But he came, everybody came out and said and, that. And, but they did say that it was poor job of. Correct. You know, from the job. wing official. They have to support it. They can't come out and say, oh, no, we should, have, we should, have give, we should give them another play. They have to support that. No, they don't. Because it wasn't done. It wasn't done. Um, what do I want to say? It wasn't done on purpose. It was an accident, but it was still incorrect mechanics. 
I just say, how do you put right. a team at a disadvantage? How do you put a team when it's our fault and they would have had a shot to run a play if we didn't screw up? But, but his team didn't do anything wrong. Why are they getting penalized that you get an extra play now and they he didn't do anything wrong? They would have gotten an extra play if we didn't do anything wrong. That's the point. It has nothing to do with the defense. If us as an official, an officiating crew, if we followed our instructions and our mechanics and did what we were supposed to do, and Team A would have had a chance to run a play, but because of our error, they don't, the defense is not put at a disadvantage because they would have had a chance to run a play anyways if we did what we were supposed to do. So, uh, Bill, that wasn't as uh, spirited as last night, but uh, it was a little... Uh, you notice we were like we looked a little similar, like how they did. We never podiums, but we were kind of like angled the way they were. Maybe we were it was like a prelude to like a, a the debate, huh? I was just gonna say I felt like Joe Biden watching that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, I still hold the same position. We're part of the you know we're part of the game. We're part of the field, and uh, the players are you know subject to how we handle the ball. And if that in the play I described, if a, if a player from team B and put his hand up and knock the ball down, Hey, I got a, I got a real good reason to shut it down. Even call a five yard delay game penalty and then go on the snap. But that didn't happen. It's we're just part of the game, part of the field. If, if a player runs into me while he's running for a touchdown and he goes down He's down. I, I don't. I can't say. Well, we should give him a touchdown because, you know, if I wasn't in his way, you know, he'd have scored. We're part of the game, so you know what? It's like I, the comments correct. Fifty percent of the people are going to be mad at you, no matter what you do. But we're part of the game, and um, embarrassing, tough to uh, defend it. But hey, time expired. We're done. Well, I do have that play. We're going to talk the college play that you referenced, but let me run around the panel because I'd be interested to hear everybody's take. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Mike on this one. So Mike, you saw it. You heard the the conversation back and forth. What's your take on this? I, you know, I I have to kind of agree with uh, with with Bill's perspective on this. Um, I don't think you're supposed to go any faster just because it's hurry up. I think your crew should set a pace um, and. Honestly, the, t the time ran out. Um, and if you're going at the regular pace, I mean, unless you've done something egregious, um, th they didn't have enough time to run the next play. They ended the play in bounds. He should have got out of bounds. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that could happen there. And uh, the officiating um, exchange is just one thing. I just find it interesting because you're, you're going, you're changing your comment from what you said earlier. I can pull it back up. But that's funny because... Because I, I think if it's, I, like I said in that, if it's our error and they would have run a play if it wasn't for our error, I don't know how. You're not putting the defense at a disadvantage because they would have run the play if we would have done what was right. That, that's just my take. I'm going to bring Stan in, see what Stan thinks. Stan, you know, you saw the play. I mean, what do you think, Stan? I mean, if, if you were the referee on this game and it was our error, and I'm going to show a play that, that truly – Later in just a second, the one that Bill referenced, the college play. I'm going to show that here in a second. But like, if it's our error, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, if if it's the officials' error, uh, then then we need to do what we can to to correct it as best we can. And in that type of situation, um, I think that would warrant that we 
you know, we stop it to get collected, but only if it is our mistake. And this play, the the players one that threw the ball, and so I don't think he he doesn't get a he doesn't get a pass for that pun intended. So, right on this play specifically, I, I would agree with that. You know, because but it was more of a hypothetical. Like I said, the next play will show that a little bit more. I'm going to go to uh, Robert now, and Robert, I'm sure is monitoring the chat room. I threw up the text number during that, so hopefully some people text texted on in. Robert, you see what's going on? What's your what's your opinion on a play like this? You know, once again, this play that we showed, yeah, and that's that's on the players. But if we were at fault, what do you think? Yeah, first, I'm, may I make some comments from the viewers, and then I'll give my personal one. But some comments from the viewers include uh, that you guys needed a moderator. I don't know who you would choose to uh, to step in on that discussion between you and Bill, but uh, that's that's what some viewers are saying. Mike and Wallace wasn't available. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and, and then also Dave Bender, one of our loyal viewers, asked us to reference Rule 357J, and uh, so that's going on in the, in the uh, chat, and so we're going to reference that here in a moment. Um, and maybe, maybe uh, Mike has it up already. Mike, if you do, you can chime in as well. I actually, uh, do, so- I actually do have that coming up. The rule is in our rule reference on a PowerPoint. We're going to go to the next play so we can kind of reference that play that, that Bill talked about, and then we're going to go to the rule. I do have... Thanks. I mean, Dave did point that out. Thanks to Dave. We do have that rule. But anyways, keep going, Robert. All right. And then and then in summary, just on my personal level, you know, that's that's one thing, Tim, I, I must admit, I am aligned with you on this one. And, and I do respect Bill. I mean, everything he said, I totally respect. And, uh, you know, he's he's definitely the senior in in this discussion. But I always if, if it's the officials fault or if the officials fumble and, and make the air, I want to in, in all good conscience. I, I want the players to decide. I don't want it to be on a lack of uh, cleanliness of myself or, or a crewmate. So I would certainly want, and the spectators would want, and the players would want, and the coaches would want, uh, for the play to continue and let the best team win. Yeah, and I agree. Like I said, so we're going to pull up the play that Bill was referencing. Because we do, and thanks, Bill. He did actually share this. This was a play. So we'll go wide on this play. And this was a bowl game, um, and you'll see what happens. You'll see that the, the runner's down in bounds. This is the end of the game. The, the line judge, the ball gets tossed to the line judge. The umpire is not going to get the ball. He's calling for the throw, and then the center judge tries to get it. And as the umpire tosses it, it hits number 36 inadvertently. He didn't do anything to make him hit the ball. And then the time runs out, and, and that's the game. The game's over right there. And you can see going back, uh, you know, going back on the play, let me, uh, let me back it up here a little bit. You can see that there's a potential – you know, they have to score a touchdown here, but they are in, you know, a position to potentially throw into the end zone. They're very close. So this isn't like a, you know, the game, game over situation. And you see what happens there. And that's the one that, like I said, that Bill was, was referencing that ultimately the, uh, the powers that be supported the game being over. And it was a lot of controversy. And so, Bill, I'm going to bring you back in, Bill. This is the play you were talking about. We have it. And, you know, I don't know if that – this is more of the where it kind of falls into the, the officiating air, not like our play of the week. That was more hypothetical. This is not hypothetical. And this is the one you were saying that, that everybody supported that this was done. You know, th- things that needed to be done better on this play was there was absolutely no need for the wing official to put the ball down. You know, it, it was short. Uh, team A doesn't care if it's first down or not. They want to get one more play. So the wing official should have never put the ball down at his feet. 
when you're into these parts of the game, basically we, we should have a signal just like we do for a fourth down fumble and other things that says one ball. We got one ball and we're playing with that one ball. That wing official should run it in as far as he can be, to get it to the umpire. The umpire should never be tossing it to the center judge. The center judge stay out of the way. And then even though he did finally get the ball and put it down, the center judge trying to get through the offensive line would have been better off if he would have just vacated into the defensive side of the ball. So there's absolutely no question. There were multiple mistakes in handling this play. Okay. Would I want to be on this game and, and face the questions and everything else afterwards? Absolutely not. But the bottom line to it is, is that it's just part of the game. And maybe high school has a rule that you're going to quote in a bit here to, uh, to justify your position, but in NCAA, it's been said by the top top of the brass, game over, end of discussion. Well, and like I said, well, Brett, like I've got the the rule that was referenced earlier by Dave, and Dave did send this one into us, so thank you. So here is the rule book reference. So this is three five seven J, okay, three five seven J, right out of the high school book. An official's timeout occurs when a dead ball. So when a when a dead ball for any unusual delay in getting the ball ready for play. So, I mean, that falls into that. If, if we take that college play, that could have been deemed an unusual delay in getting the ball ready for play, which you would have been supported by rule calling an official's timeout. Also, if you continue on the rule book, I mean, this is we call this 1-1-6, which is we, we commonly refer to this as the God rule sometimes, but that in the referee has the authority to rule on any situation not specifically covered in the rules. But this is just more to kind of say if, if this wasn't covered, you could be covered by this rule. But really the, the first rule reference is the one that I think is going to help you, you know, get away with that one. And so, you know, Robert, this, you know, this is kind of going to that point about the rule, and that's the high school rule. I mean, what, what, are, you, what are you hearing out there? Uh, you're muted, Robert. You're, you're muted, Robert. Yeah. Yep, I got it. Um, thank you for that reminder. And our viewers are really wanting to discuss this because they would hate to see in one game uh, there not be a play for an official's unusual delay. And then in another game ending situation, there is an extra play. The lack of consistency here is uh, is something concerning our viewers, and uh, we need we need to come in agreement. We got a small group. We should be able to come to a consensus here, but we need to be very consistent in how we're going to rule on this type of situation. Well, I mean that that's interesting. I mean, now I'll I'll send it back to Bill because Bill says, "Well, is there a high school rule reference?" That's kind of a high school rule reference. I I'm trying to go into my college book if there's a similar phrase but i know that the college people that that like i said that he mentioned that it, this was supported up bill i mean do you are you aware is there a similar phrase in the college book i mean but under this under that high school phrase unusual delay that play from the college game wouldn't that fall into an unusual delay all right i would agree with that you've got something to support it with the high school rules I don't see that, and I'll look some more, but I don't see that in the NCAA book. Well, I mean, and that's fair. And that's what we're, you know, we're talking high school rule. And I'm just saying, like, and I agree with Robert of trying to be, 
get consistent on this. But I think at the high school level, you would be supported because, because you've got that rule. And the thing is, is that when you make a call on something, if you've got a rule reference to support your call, then most of the time you're good. Now, we use rules when they, you know, obviously sometimes we use some philosophy too. Um, play of the week, there's no way we're putting any time. It was an unusual delay, but we didn't cause it, in my opinion, as officials. We did not cause that, so that's why that one would not be. Even though it was an unusual delay, and you, I guess technically you would still be supported by rule, I'm not, the, the guy threw it. It's not us. That's on that team. But when we're at fault on the second play, I think you would. I think you would be supported. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to Robert here because I see him raising his hand. So Robert, you know, there we go. We're back to, to you. Make sure I'm muted. But uh, ultimately, what do you think? Yeah, you're not unmuted, Robert. But that's okay. I can see you raising your hand, so I know you want to talk. So unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. Unmute. There you go. You keep muting yourself. You keep going back to un. Just, just turn the mute off. Just turn the mute off, Robert. Yeah, there you go. Okay, the viewers are kind of concerned because if this situation happens at towards the end of the first quarter, how are we treating it? And if we're treating it any differently towards the end of a half or into the fourth quarter? And that's another consistency issue where, you know, the viewers want clarity on. Well, I, you know, I think you're looking at it more at the end of the half or end of the game because they're going to get another play. I mean, if you've got a gale, you know, windstorm where now the wind is going to come into play and you really believe that the team was put at an unfair advantage, then, yeah, you have that ability based off of this rule. But this is about allowing, in my opinion, about allowing a team to get another play that they would have gotten. So that's very, very important. They would have gotten the play if we followed our mechanics, went sideline to sideline, put that ball down, did everything that we were supposed to do they would have had the opportunity to put the ball in play. If they would not have, regardless of whether, going back to Mike's, we're not running fast, we're not, we're not doing anything out of the ordinary to get the ball down, if they wouldn't have gotten a play, then, then they don't get the play. That's, it's that simple. This is only if it's our error, it's something that we did that causes, or, I mean, you can flip, flip the side and say, if, it, if the defense did something, that put that offensive team at a disadvantage, will you be supported there as well? But if the offense does it and there wasn't a legitimate shot to get that play in, leave this alone. And then between quarters, like I said, unless there's some crazy circumstance that is now going to have us wanting to do that, you know, put it, give them another play, I guess you can. But I would stay away from that. This is more about, this is more about the end of the game. And I see you shaking your head, Robert. So, I mean, I'm sure you're probably in alignment there. Yes, you've. Uh, I think we. I think we've come to, together. I think we're all unified on this one now. Thank you, Tim. I think our viewers seem to be satisfied. I don't. I don't see any more questions in the chat. Perfect. And you know what? I, just for the heck of it, because I'm that nice of a guy. I'm not like the the debate last night. I don't care what your political people are. You left, right. You figure it out. This is not a political show. But I just thought that the because we did have kind of a day. I'm gonna give. I'll, I'll give Bill Lamagne the last say here. Because I'm that type. I'm the gentleman in the room. Bill Lamane, you got the last say. <laughs> Something we won't see in the next debate. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, no, I, you know, you play by the rules that you're you're working by, and uh, you know, high school gives you a parameter to do that. As we talked here, I was going through the book again, 
and everything that's listed just has to do if team B gets involved in the uh, ball being delayed at being marked for the next snap. So, um, you know, I take the same position for the college game and say, you're part of the game, just do a better job. So you don't have, don't have that embarrassment. So, but I, I think personally for the college game, you're giving team B a disadvantage over that. So they didn't do anything wrong. No, all right. I agree. College, you're absolutely correct. High school, you're, you're supported by rule. And the last thing I will say, do our mechanics right. And we're not talking about this. If we do our mechanics correctly and we umpire sideline, the sideline, I don't care if you're using five, I don't care how many officials go get the ball because in this situation, it's important. And that's the one last thing to Mike's point. We're not, we're not rushing or hurrying. We'll move with, with a purpose and we'll try to expedite our, our mechanics, but we're not running and we're not going reckless abandon. We're working at a normal safe pace, expediting to get this ball in play. So that's that. We're going to move on to our next one. We got a lot of plays. We're not even going to get to, to half the plays we got tonight, unfortunately, because we spent some time talking about this one. But that's great. That's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about this stuff. So our next play, this was sent in to me by two different people. So this was a, this was a pretty interesting play. So I, I really wanted to talk about it. So let's go wide on it. I want you to focus in. We're going to focus our attention over here on this set right here of defender and receiver. And we, this is the only angle we have on this play, but let's take a look at it. So you're going to see the action here. The ball is snapped, and now the, run, or the uh, potential receiver is hit. I don't care what happens after that, and it's, we're not even going to pay attention to that. We're going to go back to it. I'll play it one more time. Once again, we're going to look at this combination right here, and then we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll run it around the panel and see what happens. All right, so we got this, this type of contact right there. Now, the back judge and the line judge both throw on this. They both throw. They've got this as an illegal use of hands. So in the high school, in the high school book, if the, the rule says that if a receiver is a potential blocker, then the defense can ward off the blocker. But once he is not a potential blocker anymore and is now a, a, a receiver, then the, the contact changes. Now the, the defender is not allowed. So on this play, my personal opinion when I, I, I shared was that I believed if the line judge and the back judge felt like that receiver was no longer a potential blocker, then yeah, then the contact would be illegal. But my personal opinion was that I want to see more separation. That happened pretty much right the line of scrimmage, and I think the contact wasn't as bad as it looked because the guy lost his balance and then went, you know, you know, rolling down the field almost. So I don't think it was as bad as it looked. I would personally want maybe to pass on this one. But I'll, I'll run this around the panel because, like I said, this was sent in, and there was some question and debate in the local area about this call. So uh, I'm going to start out. Let's start out with Mike on this one. So, Mike, you see the play. You see a play like this. You're back judge, line judge. How are you going to rule? I mean, obviously we only have the one angle, so we don't know if the receiver really got by him. And there's, but just from what you see, let's say you're the back judge because you're looking at that same angle from the back judge. What do you, what do you got? Are you going to, are you going to rule legal, uh, legal use of hands on this one in high school? Uh, you know, it's a real judgment call. Um, it's difficult not to go with the officials on the field because the view that I have is so far away. And, you know, in the streaming video, it's so difficult for me to tell that um, that receiver is clearly running away from this defender. 
Um, you're right that it happens quick. Almost never do we have that bump and run kind of action as, as illegal contact. Um, but I have seen that underneath play, that drag route where a linebacker will act like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to ward him off and just knock that drag right route guy down. And uh, I, I've always thought that should be a foul if the guy's trying to run his route. So it's all, it's all a judgment. If, you, if the line judge and back judge think that's part of his pass route, then, uh, yeah, he can't knock him off of his pass route. So, yeah, I would support it. But I, I see what you mean. It's that close yeah, to the I line mean, of scrimmage. You're right. Judgment on this call is huge. That's, that's a huge call because – and that's what I was talking about. Like, I, my angle looking at this, I'm probably passing on it, but I'm also going to give it to the officials who are looking right at it. If they really believe that that receiver was no longer a blocker, then those, the restrictions apply. So I'm going to throw this over – to Robert now, because I'd like to hear what Robert has to say and see if anybody in the chat room or the, or the uh, um, tax has said anything. Robert, you see a play like this, you know, how, which way, which, which way is your flag blowing or, or not even blowing? Maybe it's staying in your pocket. What, what do you think on this? Wow. Thank you for asking me, Tim. I am going to give you my personal judgment on this play, but I am going to read some of the viewers though, too, because I, I really do appreciate their input on this. Uh, we do have some viewers that agree with the flags and uh, they're very supportive and those were their comments. Then we have other viewers that say, hey, listen, this player's not defenseless. Let him play. There's nothing that was uh, egregious about the contact. And uh, they said, uh, let the linebacker do it again. It's uh, not like he's hitting a defenseless player. So we are getting from both ends of the spectrum here. Uh, okay, now you asked originally, uh, personally, what are my thoughts? You know, as, as a back judge, here's how I view it. I view it as, okay, I always remind myself, you know, at the snap, um, passing plays. Now, if it's a passing play, um, passing restrictions begin with the offensive player at the snap. And for the de defensive player, once the ball uh, uh, is gone from the passer's hands. So here, you know, we still have legal contact by the defensive player. And, uh, and, and players are taught and coached to check the ends. I mean, it's something that my coach – embedded in my brain. So I have that kind of mentality when it comes to this sort of thing. And, uh, and to that point, you know, I'm going to view it from two perspectives as a crewmate. If I have two crewmates that are throwing their flags on this, I'm not going to wave them off because we have two crewmates throwing on it. And I'm going to say, okay, we're going to talk about it at half. You obviously feel real good about it. Uh, or after the game, you feel real good about it. Let's look at it on the film. That's one perspective. My other perspective is from an assigner. And this is a situation where, and as a signer, we get these video clips from the coach. We're like, hey, listen, the crew you sent to us Friday night, we had two of flags on this play. I'm coaching my kids to do this. What's wrong with it, Robert? Tell me. So uh, and to that being said, I, I wouldn't throw on it. And then as a signer, I'm going to have to respond to it and support my crew. No, that's, you know, you're right. Because that would, might be a play that might be sent in. Heck, like I said, it was sent in to me by two different people. So that means there's a lot of question about it. We'll, we'll finish this up with, with Bill. You know, Bill, obviously, you know, I know you worked college, high school rules a little different in regards to this, but you heard what the high school rule is. And judgment's judgment. If you were the back judge on this, how do you think you would rule? I'd, I'd pass on it unless it was a flag football game. So I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd just got to, you know, again, there's two flags on it in their judgment if the receivers buy them. And now he's attacking them. You can support that by rule. Uh, my message to, you know, I could defend the calls to the coach. My message to the officials is, hey, even with two flags on this, you, I really want you to only throw on this when he, he, he he's no threat to block, to be a blocker anymore. 
otherwise, leave this one alone. Yeah, I agree. I would have from my angle, but once again, I'll give it to the officials only because they're right there. And if the line judge truly felt like he was a, no longer a potential blocker, fine. They're there. Back judge. I don't know how the back judge would have had the angle on it personally. So we're looking at it from the back judge angle. I don't think I'm thrown on this if I was the back judge specifically, but ultimately they're there. I would have liked to have seen this past uh, not called because I just think the contact wasn't as bad as it looked. The, the, the guy tripped and then he face planted, but it was only because he lost his balance, in my opinion. So let's go on to our, let's go on to our next play here. And this was sent in. This was sent in from, uh, from Mike uh, from Pennsylvania. So we're going to focus in. I went wide on it. We're going to focus in on this area over here. We're looking at a potential, the potential for a chop lock. We're not, this is one of those angles where the camera's great when we can see the, see the end zone shot like this, but ultimately sometimes we just miss out on, on, on what we need to see. So let's, let's look and see what happens. So here it is. There's a potential. It looks like he kind of misses. So there was it. Now we've got, we do have another angle on this. So we'll pull up the other angle. We've, you know, so that was the end zone shot. That usually tells us, you know, what we want to see. But now we're going to look at it from the side shot to see if we, we get a better, better angle on this. And so we'll go to that play now. So you're going to see, I'll try to fast forward it here. So it's going to be over to your right over here. You'll see it, you'll see it over here. So we'll take a look at that and let's see what happens. We're focusing on there. Now you do it here and it almost looks like he misses and, and then goes, goes around him and doesn't necessarily make the contact. Okay. So, so now I'm going to, I'm going to show you another play that's similar. And this one was sent in by, by Stan. So I'm going to show you uh, another play that's similar. And we'll talk about both plays because this is a chop block situation as well. So go to the play. We're looking, we're looking right in here. All right. So we're looking right in that area to see what happens with this play. So now here's this play and you can kind of see uh, there's some contact, but nobody seems to go down and, and I'll play it one more time. So you can see it. Now we only get the one angle on this. We don't have the other angle, but you see, you see, we got, we, that's what we have there. So now you got two potential chop block situations. Now remember chop blocks are safety fouls. So when safety fouls come into play, we tend to give the benefit of the doubt to the foul because we want to keep players safe. I'm going to start with Stan on this one because Stan sent us in the second play. So Stan, you see the first play, you see the second play. I mean, you got the two to compare. They're very similar. You know, one looked like a miss. The second one just didn't look like they tried to make contact, but they didn't, but they really did. So how are you ruling on the two, on the two plays? Uh, that's tough. It, it, I agree with you. I think the first one was a, was a miss. Uh, if anything, it was just a very slight glance. Uh, I don't know if it really impeded the, uh, the rusher, but uh, again, you worry it's a safety foul and he went low. Uh, but I, I could definitely see that one not being flagged because it looked like it was a miss. The second one was two bodies, one low, one high, but real soft on the hit. Um, again, nothing egregious on that one, but uh, definitely looks a lot more like a the definition of a chop. Yeah, I think we're close on that one. I would agree that it, this was this the second one. I might be first one tough, second one, yeah, but 
Once again, we're dealing with safety. So let's take, let's bring in Bill. I'm gonna bring Bill in back on this one. So Bill, you see the first, you see the first one, you see the second one. First one looked like a miss, second one there. What, what are you doing with this? Yeah, I'm pretty much along the same lines. The first one is a miss, uh, maybe a good talk to, uh, to just caution them about the high-low combination, um, especially the guy that went low. Um, and then on the, um, on the second one there, yeah, there, there wasn't much there, but at the same time, you're not throwing a flag because the guy's being carted off. You're throwing the flag because the block occurred and it could possibly endanger him. Uh, so, you know, I could easily support the second one if it's flagged. Yeah, I, I agree. I think thing is, I want to know, I want to know if that, that umpire who's going to be responsible for that center on both of these, did you see it? Did you see it? What did you see? What was the rationale for your no calls? No, I think that somebody has to see that. And if you're, you're right, if the first one, I agree, talk to second one, if you didn't throw on it, did you see it? And do you have a reason for not throwing on it? I, I do absolutely agree that just because it wasn't hard contact, it met, in my opinion, it did meet the definition of what a chop block is. So we'll bring in Robert and we'll see you know, what Robert has to say, maybe personally, or maybe what he's got going on in the chat and the uh, text. Robert, what's going on out there? Yeah, thank you for asking. The chat room is is fantastic. I love the comments. And this is one of the two plays where we're all aligned. We're 100% aligned here. You know, they're, they're um, the talk to on the first one, but make sure that you see it. And that lets you know that you're you're focusing where you should be focusing. And that that's an elite official's uh, behavior. So that's excellent. And then on the second one, you know, obviously the, the chop block attempt was weak, but it was still an attempt and uh, by technique. And that uh, is a safety concern. And uh, everyone in the chat room is supporting a flag if there's one thrown here by the umpire. Yep. So there we're good. We're all aligned on that. And that's good to know. But it was that play was those plays were sent in. Stan sent one in. Like I said, Mike from uh, Pennsylvania sent another one in. So we're going to go to another play that Mike sent us in. And this was a, another one to look at. We'll go wide on it. So this is a play, it's a touchdown run, and I want you to watch what happens at the end of the touchdown run. So you can see, we'll get the snap here, and it's a cutback, nothing really on blocking or anything, but just watch what happens at the end of the touchdown. So a guy runs in, and then look at the ball. I don't know if you saw that, it was kind of quick. I'll run it back again so you can see it. You see him right there at the end, and then there goes the ball. So the question that was asked, the reason why Mike sent this play in, and once again, we thank him for sending this, is this enough for a UNS? Is this enough of a spike to be a UNS? So we'll start things off with uh, Mike Billica on this one and see what Mike says. Mike, you see a play like this? Is this enough for you? No, he didn't wind up. Um, he, I mean, he dropped it briskly. So I, I would probably tell him, you can't spike the ball. Don't do that. You know, be careful. But no, I mean, if he winds up and then comes down, I, I got to flag it. But I'm not trying to flag these kind of things. I'd rather talk to players if I can. No, I, I agree. I mean, the, talking is great. So I'll see, you know, this, you know, I don't think it's enough. Is it enough? Maybe Bill, maybe Bill Lamagne. Maybe Bill, what do you think? Is this enough for you? Would you, would you want this flagged on, on a spike? Doesn't jump out. So I'd leave it alone. You know, talk to it best. But just doesn't jump out 
I'm not going to invent this one. No, I agree. Well, I'm with you. And it's, I mean, that's what I say. They sent the play in. I thought, it, you know, it could have been marginal. I'm going to, we'll finish this one off real quick with Robert because Robert's monitoring the chat. People see it. I'm sure it's probably real easy. Spike, no spike, foul, no foul. Robert, you got this. What, what, uh, what's the word out there? Word is, is that uh, definitely a talk to, not enough for a spike. Uh, this is youthful exuberance. You, you, you talk to the player, but you know what, what I'll do as a back judge after that PT and I'm coming around uh, to grab the new ball from the, from the kicking team to go out there. I would mention to the coach, it says, Hey coach, you know, have remind number, whatever the player's number is, uh, hand me the ball there, you know, you know, cause that behavior right there, that's uh, I had to talk to him about it. Cause you want to let the coach know you talk to him about it. And uh, cause the coach may want to know what you said. And then the coach has great opportunity to educate that player. No, I, I think you're right. I think uh, education would be good on this one because you might have gotten away with one. Borderline, don't do it again. I agree. I think communication with the coach. We're all in a line on this one. Sounds like we're aligned out there in the chat as well. All right, so we're going on our next play, trying to bang these out. Once again, I appreciate everybody sends these plays in because these gives us these discussion days. We're going to do this every other week now. So we'll just talk about plays that you send in. So if you have a play out there, you want us to run it around and hear what the chat has to say, not just what we have to say. We try to take everybody's input on these plays. Go ahead and send us, send us your plays because Robert and I, and, and a little bit of, of Mike, even though he's in flag football, we don't have anything else to look at. So we love, the, we love looking at these plays. So uh, definitely send those plays in. So now we'll go to our next play. We'll go wide on this play. Stan sent this play in as well. So this is a potential down, not down. So you can see here's the running back right here. So watch what the running back does the rest of the, of the play here. And the question comes, is he down there or not? So I'll run it back again. So we're going to – let me go back a little bit further. So the question comes up, is this player down or not? One more time, and then we'll start out with Stan since Stan brought in – uh, sent this play in because I'd like to hear what Stan has to say. Is this down or not or forward progress? So Stan, you see a play like this and I mean, you send it in. What, what do you think, Stan? Are, are you going to go with him forward progress stopped? Do you see enough? Do you see a body part other than a foot or a hand? How are you rolling? Uh, <laughs> I, I sort of, uh, I, I asked uh, the line judge on this one, um, was he surprised? Uh, because I think he ruled forward progress uh, or he assumed he saw a knee hit the ground. Uh, you know, we don't see too many of these kind of uh, skill set uh, in a lot of our, our teams. You see it more on, on Saturdays and Sundays than we do on Friday nights. But um, uh, he, he did admit, he said he was a little surprised, but he did feel like uh, forward progress had was uh, had been made, and therefore uh, that's why they ruled it down. So forward progress. Okay, so then he that's that's interesting uh, with, that he was stopped. I'll go to Bill on this. Bill, you see a play like this? You know, one of those things we look at was he down? Do we, we meet the definition of, of a runner being down? Was he in control of the defense? Did his forward progress stop? I mean, what what are you thinking? Well, we go to the first thing that says you blow a whistle when you see the runner down in possession of the football with a body part other than the hand or foot. If the official did not see that, being patient on that whistle, 
uh, is critical uh, to give himself that chance to uh, not kill it. Uh, the second part to it is, is I don't see forward progress on this play. Just because you get spun around uh, does not, and you're not down. That doesn't mean that I'm totally under control and lost control of my legs, especially if it's a spin around that I can break off of and continue to run. So I, I disagree with the, with the forward progress end of it. Uh, but if you told me you saw his butt down on that, then that's, what, that's the call and that's what we do. But otherwise, be patient. I mean, I always go back to the time I had the national championship game and our headlinesman, Mike Dulcey, he had one of the best no calls in the world when he ruled that the Auburn runner was not down, that he rolled over on bodies and continued to run, gained another 17 to 20 yards, set him up for a field goal that won the game. Uh, patience is the key. If you're too quick with the whistle, jump to a conclusion you're not you could still end up blowing a whistle because you rehashed it in your head but take give yourself that extra second on plays like this don't be in a rush to shut them down no i agree we don't want to be rushing to shut anything down so that would and if you got to see it all all those components have to be there in order for us to have the runner down and you see we've talked about this before so robert we're going to finish this play up with robert because robert um what's going on in the chat room and what do you think here wow man there there's a lot of comments in the chat room some are on the fence and say this is real close so i've been commenting in the chat room make a decision and then we have some that says uh the knee is down and then you have others that says no the knee is not down so it's split it's it's truly a split we got some that don't make a decision some that are making them down and others that are saying he's not down so that's how it is. As an official, like Bill said, and everyone here who said, an experienced official lets us play breathe. Now our eyes, our naked eyes, aren't that pristine like on a replay. So we're, we're watching this thing one time live. That puppy's not down because he's rolling on a player. Uh, and we're gonna let the, conti the play continue. And, uh, and, and that, that, that's why, because your eyes showed you that. It's hard to see it instantaneously one take live that his knee touched the ground i don't know how a person could do that yeah i don't i don't know how an official can do that either to be to be honest with you and, and i will say this that we have to just follow our philosophy okay we're looking at this on a replay monday morning quarterback well or wednesday evening quarterbacks okay so we just it's about philosophy it's about having the mental process to walk through that know exactly what you saw. If you see a knee down, a knee is down. If you saw that film clip and you said knee was down, then you're supported. That's what, see, it's just about being able to tell people what you had. If somebody were to question you on this film and you were the official on it, and you know, Stan said, well, forward progress, well, that doesn't necessarily support it. Did he really have forward progress? But if he had a knee or he had a forearm or something else down, that's fine. And even if he went with forward progress, we can just disagree. But at least he's got something. Hopefully he wasn't guessing. Just, uh, why was he down? Uh, I don't know, forward progress? We make the call. We see the call. We make the call. And that's the important part, I think, of, of this, the takeaway of this, is that whether it's right or wrong doesn't matter. See the call. Make the call. And if you are there and you nail it and you have him down because it falls within a category of him being down, he's down. If not, he's not. That's simple. All right. We're running out of time. We got one more play uh, that we're gonna we're gonna bring up here, and we're gonna go wide on this. And Stan sent this play in as well. So this is a a punt, and I want you to focus in 
right, the ball is now grounded, but I want you to watch this right here. Just watch what happens in this area as the receiver recovers the ball. Here we go. And now here comes another player. Boom. So that's, we've got two potential issues here. So I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it back again. If we look, he's got the ball. We want to look at the contact by this player. What has this player done? Does he, does he make legal contact? Remember, high school rules. Does he make legal contact? Is this a target? Does he see what he hits? You know, you know would this be something else? And then is this contact right here, the secondary contact, is that something that we want to maybe, you know, take care of as well? Is that, are we going to say that that's okay? So, all right, that was a play. It's playing again, but let's, let's run around the panel here. I'm going to bring Mike in on this one. So, Mike, you see a play like this, you know, what are you going to rule? You know, do you have that first contact as, as, a, as a target? It's def definitely suspect, but, I mean, the guy, from what you see, what do you got? Uh, first play, looks like he puts his head to the side, tries to do it right. It happens quick. Um, I, I think it looks like he's going in to make a wrapping wrap type tackle. And uh, it's not like the uh, receiver has any special protection here. Um, so I don't have anything on the first one. The second one, the guy ducks his head, leads with the crown, makes contact to the head above the neck. Um, I've got a targeting for sure on the second hit. Okay, so you got you got first one. You got legal. The second one, you have uh, targeting when, when he comes in. I want to jump over to Stan, back to Stan. And Stan, you sent this one in. What was the discussion around your parts on this one, Stan? Uh, everything was clean. Uh, and we, uh, uh, at the time, and it wasn't until we saw the film that we started breaking it down a little bit and noticed, especially noticed that second uh, uh, hit. Um, so, the consensus is after the fact we should have looked a little bit more closely at that second hit because it looked, uh, it didn't look good. All right. So the second hit didn't look as good. I'm going to go back to the play. Then we're going to talk to Bill and then we'll finish off with Robert. So there's the still of it. Okay. And, and so to Mike's point, this is the first hit. Was he off to the side? Fine. But we have to ask ourselves the question, is this, uh, you know, if you, does this fall in the definition of spearing in high school? Does it fall as a, maybe a face tackle? You know, that's, that, that's one of those that even if the contact's off to the side, if the player's looking down, this is something to consider. I'm not saying that it is. But that's the first contact, so that's something to look at. But it looks like he turns, so probably not. Now, here comes the second contact. Remember, we're focusing on, on this, or this player right here, and I'll erase so we don't have that up anymore. So does he have his head down, and does – he may contact above the head or neck area to a defenseless player. And that's, that's a tough one. I mean, that, I mean, I say the hit-wise. I don't know how tough it is to rule if we're watching on it because I think Mike might have a point. I mean, you can see that head kind of snap back there. So I'm going to throw it over to Bill. Bill, you see a play like this, you know, first one, second one. We are looking at it Monday morning, Wednesday night, quarterbacks. What do you got? I'm good on the first hit, no foul. Uh, I believe he's into a good position on the hit. Uh, the second one, that's where the red flag goes up in terms of suspect. Uh, and it appears he's got the head down. And, um, you know, um, probably another thing is how, you know, we're, how quick was the play being shut down, too? Um, maybe you could have prevented that uh, if it was shut down a little quicker. But, 
But at the same time, I definitely support the second hit for being uh, a foul. All right, so you got you got the second hit as a foul. So we'll finish the thing uh, this this playoff here with Robert. Robert uh, is in the uh, looking at the the text and the chats and all that stuff. So Robert, tell me what you got here. We have some. We have 100% consistency with Bill this one, and great comments by Mike. But the comments from the chat room have been went very consistent and excellent. Uh, they're they're saying the first one uh, that they didn't deem it to be a personal foul uh, for targeting. However, they did deem the second contact as a foul for targeting, taking aim and uh, lowering the crown of the helmet. And uh, just to add a personal comment to it is, is the strike zone. His strike zone's too hot. And uh, as a back judge, I look at that. I mean, you, when you got a player coming in uh, to make a tackle, uh, you got to recognize that's his responsibility to initiate that in the, in the correct strike zone. And, and unfortunately, he's just way too high with it. Okay, so you got him. You got him way too high, and that's fine. So I'm going to get the uh, I'm going to get the phone lines going. So Robert, just kind of give me a summary a summary of everything that you kind of heard today in the chat room, and just some were there any other questions that we missed or anything like that? And then we'll we'll get we'll pull up the phone line, and I'm going to I'm getting that running right now. In fact, I will uh, throw the, that phone number up there so everybody, if they want if they have any they want to comment or have anything that they need to say. There's the phone number right there. So Robert, just kind of give me a, give me a synopsis of what you saw tonight. Yeah, we did, we just had, a, we had Larry Newberry come in the first one, no launch, didn't see the, um, the didn't see the, uh, the uh, ingredients for targeting, but on the second one, you know, clearly the antenna was up and carrying a brick. And um, with, with that all being said, I, I just want to comment about, you know, everyone being engaged tonight. Something, something was in the soup. There must have been the presidential debate or something because we had a lot of comments and those are so well received. And uh, thank you. That enriches our discussion. And I just want to let the viewers know that uh, everything that you write here is, is recorded and, and, and well appreciated and it's making us all stronger. So I encourage you to continue to do that. And thank you so much. So, yeah, we do appreciate everybody who is uh, who's contributing and and doing you know what we need to do so thank you for that uh much 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 appreciated that's what makes us a great association so spread the word so now there's a phone number you can call us in if you got any questions you got comments or anything like that we'll try to bring some people in it's up there right now we'll leave that up so we're going to go to the uh the play of the week now let's see if we can't we can't get that up so there's robert so there it is right now here's here's the play of the week for September 30th. So we're, we're going to let this one play out. We'll go wide on it right now. So here's the play. It's a punting situation, and you're going to see some contact. All right, there it is. You're going to see a couple replays of this. It's a little jumpy, a little grainy, but I think you're going to get the gist of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the phone number down just so, just so uh, I'll pull the, put the phone number back up here in a second. So so this is our MIBT Online Play of the Week. We'll play it one more time just for everybody to take a look at. You can see this without the, without the phone number there. So here's, it's a muff, then it's a, a kick, but there's some contact. You can see the snap is muffed. He picks it up, the ball is kicked, and then you've got some, some contact. So I think we get a good, a pretty good look at it. So we're going to have a, a, an idea of, of what, what to maybe call or maybe what not to call. So, all right, so here is the question. Is, is the contact roughing the kicker, a UNR against a defenseless player, 
targeting or clean no foul. So there it is. You can uh, officially speak, uh, email, there it is. Uh, or I'm sorry, Twitter, that's where the, the poll will be. And the email, tim at mibtmedia.com. Go ahead and email me, and then we will have the results uh, of the play of the week next week. And exactly, you know, we'll talk more about what is going on. And, and we'll have another spirited discussion, maybe. So that's that. Let's, uh, we're going we're gonna to bring up the, uh, let's see if we got anybody on the, on the call-in line. Uh, nobody's on the call-in line, which is fine. We've been talking about an hour, so that's good. So we're just going to cut this loose tonight, and uh, we'll, just, we'll just call it a day. Um, since we got nobody uh, on the calling line, so no problem. So let's run around. Let's run around the, the panel. So I want to thank Mike. Hey, Mike, thanks for being here tonight. I appreciate everything that uh, you contributed. Thank you very much. My pleasure. I'll try to get some plays for the next meeting that we plays do. for the next meeting. That would be that would be outstanding. Outstanding. If we got plays for the next meeting. So well, well I mean, it'd probably be flag football plays, but that's okay. We'll take them. Stan Brown, Stan, thank you. Stan's working though. Stan, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've uh, we're back to region play this week and uh, jockeying for playoff positions. So um, should have a good game Friday night. Looking forward to it. All right, good game for you there. And uh, Bill Lamagne, who was a surprise guest tonight. I was just gonna, Bill. I was gonna throw you under the bus, man. I, you know, we had that like little debate going, and I'm like, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna be here. I can just play it, and then boom, I get. Ur, ur, ur. <laughs> well, you did a nice job, Mike Wallace. So you, you handled it well. So <laughs> that was it fun. Was, you re- you remember doing that now, don't? Because we were talking. You remember that now, don't yeah, you? Yeah. 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 That was a that was a lot of fun. So, Bill, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thank and you. finally, Robert Yabara, and there he's showing his MIBT with pride. MIBT, there it is. Get that apparel, right, Robert? Tell me, Absolutely. what do you, what do you got, Absolutely. Robert? I tell, I tell you what, you know, I'm wearing this around town now, and uh, people are asking me, what's MIBT stand for? And it's just a great way to engage people and even uh, uh, considering becoming an official. So it's beyond the rich discussions we have and the proud uh, feeling I have uh, being associated with you guys, viewers, commentators, panelists, everyone. Uh, it, it's taking us to a higher level. And then again, it, it is helping with recruiting. So I do encourage you to go to the apparel store. It's on uh, MIBT.com's uh, website. And uh, it's a nice hoodie. I mean, it's nice for this type of year. Uh, I feel really comfortable in it. It's good quality material and wear it with pride. Yeah, I got my, I got my hoodie. Here's my hoodie. So there we go right there. So, yeah. Anyways, I want to thank everybody who watched, everybody who commented, blah, 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 all that. I say it every week. But thank you so much. Maybe next week we'll get some people call in. Maybe I shut it off too early, but that's all right. It's 8 o'clock. It's time to go to bed or do whatever else you do this late at night. So uh, for MIBT Online, uh, we would thank Alex, but it's just me today. Hopefully I didn't screw it up too much. had a lot of fun. I really enjoy this. Please pass the word on have other people join this great association. We get more people in, in the chats and in the discussion, the better we're going to be. So pass the word on, tell your friends, tell your family, tell, tell your basketball friends too. Hey, we're going to do this starting Sunday, 7 p.m. Central. We're going to do basketball, same type of thing. We're going to have a great, a uh, couple great presenters and a panel and all that stuff that we do with football. So be sure to join us or tell your basketball friends if you don't officiate basketball. For MIBTownline.com, I am Tim Kiefer. We will catch you this time or 7 p.m. next week right here. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for listening to the MIBTOnline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTOnline.com. 
www.thepowerofpowerpodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.